Welcome to episode two in the Anglican Internet Church seasonal video series, Jessima, the Sundays of Pre-Lent. I'm Father Ron Shibley, founder and director of the Anglican Internet Church. In episode one, the focus was on a general introduction to Jessima season and the readings and music for Septuagesima Sunday. In episode two, the focus is on the remaining two Sundays, Sexagesima Sunday and Quinquagesima Sunday, plus commentary on Shrove Tuesday, the final day before the start of Lent on Ash Wednesday. The name Sexagesima is derived from Latin. It means 60 days. Just as Septuagesima Sunday, the first of the three Jessima Sundays, is not actually 70 days before Easter Sunday, Sexagesima Sunday is not 60 days before Easter. It is 57 days before Easter. The difference is the result of an old traditional Roman Catholic method of calculation still not clearly understood. Like all the Sundays in Jessima season, Sexagesima has no fixed date. The earliest possible date for Sexagesima Sunday is January 25th, and the latest possible date is February 29th, or in the case of a leap year, the 28th. The calculation is based on the earliest and latest possible dates of Easter, using the method established by the First Ecumenical Council, which met at Nicaea in 325 A.D. Sexagesima Sunday takes precedence over any of the numbered Sundays after Epiphany. The illustration is the nave and altar at St. Paul Anglican Church, Trinity, Newfoundland, in Canada, built between 1892 and 1894. The wooden interior visible in the illustration has never been painted. Themes heard in the Collect Epistle and Gospel readings for Sexagesima Sunday are the mercies of God, the Christian virtues, thankfulness, praise, and preparation for judgment. The Collect for Sexagesima Sunday was adapted by Archbishop Cranmer from the Gregorian Sacramentary for the 1549 Book of Common Prayer. O Lord God, who seest that we put not our trust in anything that we do, mercifully grant that by thy power we may be defended against all adversity through Jesus Christ our Lord. Amen. The illustration is a statue of St. Gregory the Great in an exterior niche on the portal of the 15th century Church of the Immaculate Conception, Lepoglava, Croatia. The epistle reading for Sexagesima Sunday is 2 Corinthians 11, 19-31. This letter sent by St. Sent by Paul to a troubled congregation he founded on his second missionary journey with Silas is more or less the model of the Victorian idea of a Christian soldier. 
In the reading, Paul defends his own conduct of the affairs of the church with an essay on the virtue of diligence, especially in defense of the truth of the gospel. He lists many forms of physical dangers that he faced as the apostle to the Gentiles. The illustration is a miniature illumination, Paul writing a letter to the Corinthians, which was placed at the start of 1 Corinthians in the Bible Historial, an illuminated book published at Paris in the second quarter of the 14th century from manuscript Royal 18D8 in Roman letters, folio 104 in the British Library at London, England. The Gospel reading for Sexagesima Sunday, Luke 8, verses 4 to 15, is Luke's account of the parable of the sower, in which Jesus explains the symbolism in later verses. But the seed, the ones, that is, the seeds that fell on the good ground are those who, having heard the word with a noble and good heart, keep it and bear fruit with patience. A version of the parable is also told in Matthew 13:1-23 and with a variation in 13:24-31 as the parable of the wheat and the tares and also in Mark 4 verses 1-20. The reading was placed here so that no matter how early or how late Easter came there would be a reading of a form of this parable either early in the year during Epiphany season or later in the year during Jessima season. The illustration is a stained glass window of St. Luke, part of a set of four gospel authors depicted at St. Peter's Collegiate Church, a 16th century Anglican church in Wolverhampton, England. Based on the selections in the 1940 hymnal for Sexagesima Sunday on themes of the thankful gathering of the faithful in praise of the Lord, there are four hymns in the St. Chrysostom hymnal that are suggested for those looking for a broader selection of music for Jessima season. These are, as a potential opening hymn, at Thy Feet, Our God and Father, written by James D. Burns in 1851 A.D. and arranged to the tune Dulce Carmen. And as a sequence or sermon hymn, Lord, Thy Glory Fills the Heavens, written by Richard Mant in 1837. And This Day at Thy Creating Word, written by William Walsham Howe, in 1871 and arranged to the tune Winchester New, and finally as a closing hymn, Since Without Thee We Do No Good, written in the United States by Elizabeth Barrett Browning around 1850 A.D. and arranged to both Caithness and Beatitudo. The hymnal is accessible using the virtual bookstore link at the bottom of the homepage at our website. The third and final Sunday in Jessima season is Quinquagesima Sunday. The name Quinquagesima is Latin, meaning 50 days. Like the other two Sundays, it is not actually 50 days before Easter. 
it is actually 49 days before Easter. Quinquagesima Sunday is always the seventh Sunday before Easter. In England, the day is also known as Shrove Sunday. The illustration is the nave at St. Peter's College Church, Collegiate Church, excuse me, in Wolverhampton, England. Part of the church's famous stone altar is visible at the right rear of the picture. Themes evident in the collect epistle and gospel readings for Quinquagesima Sunday, the final Sunday in the pre-Lenten Jesima season, echo themes of grace, faith, and the superiority and power of love. The collect for Quinquagesima Sunday was adapted by Archbishop Cranmer from 1 Corinthians 13, verse 11, part of the epistle reading for the day, for use in the 1549 Book of Common Prayer. The illustration is the oil on canvas portrait painted from life in 1545 A.D. by court painter Gerlod Flick from the National Gallery, London, England. Some Anglican scholars suggest that Archbishop Cranmer's decision to adapt a, at the collect from the writings of St. Paul rather than using an older collect from the Roman Catholic tradition, suggests his consideration of the importance of Jessima season in the new Church of England. O Lord, who has taught us our doings without charity are nothing worth, send thy Holy Ghost and pour into our hearts that most excellent gift of charity, the very bond of peace and of all virtues, with out which whosoever liveth is counted dead before thee. Grant this to thine only Son, Jesus Christ's sake. Amen. The epistle reading for Quinquagesima Sunday, 1 Corinthians 13, 1-13, from the pen of the Apostle Paul, is one of the most quoted verses from the Pauline canon. It is an essay on the three virtues, which St. Paul believed were more powerful and important than the gift of prophecy, the possession of knowledge, or in his words, more important than the hypothetical ability to move mountains. Of the three, faith, hope, and love, St. Paul rated love of the highest value. The Greek word for love in this passage, agape, was translated as charity for the first time in St. Jerome's Vulgate Bible. St. Jerome's translation was continued in the King James Version and in the Book of Common Prayer. Nearly all other translations, including the NKJV and the Catholic edition of the NRSV, use love. I will come back to this dispute later in this episode. The illustration is Andrei Rubelyov's unfinished icon of St. Paul, painted about 1407 and now in the Tret Yakov Gallery in Moscow, Russia. The Gospel reading for Quinquagesima Sunday, Luke 18, verses 31 to 43, has two parts. The first is Jesus' graphic prophecy of his own death and resurrection in three days in verses 31b to 33. 
The second is the healing of the blind man of Jericho. The blind man persistently, in the face of opposition from the disciples, pled with Jesus by the title Son of David to have mercy on him, on him, admittedly a sinner. He did so twice in verses 38 and 39. Finally, Jesus asks him directly what it was that he wanted, to which the blind man replied, Lord, that I may receive my sight. Jesus healed him, saying, Receive your sight, your faith has made you well. A reference to the blind man's acknowledgement of Jesus' royal heritage, both as Lord and Son of David. St. Luke observed that the man, quote, followed him, glorifying God, and all the people, when they saw it, gave praise to God. The illustration is the stained glass window of St. Luke at St. Peter's Collegiate Church, Wolverhampton, England. There are no hymns written specifically for Quinquagesima Sunday. For the St. Chrysostom hymnal, I reset one hymn from the 1940 hymnal, Kind Maker of the World, to a more easily sung yet, yet familiar tune, Deus Tuorum Militum. The hymn is attributed to Gregory the Great. I also moved Savior when in dust to thee from its position as number 332 in general hymns into the pre-Lent and Lenten section. The hymn written by Robert Grant in 1815 A.D. also got a new t tune, the Welsh unpronounceable tune of Beresweth. If you prefer a more spirited version, an alternative tune is the American hymn Martin, M-A-R-T-Y-N, which was composed by the American choir director and choir singer Simeon B. Marsh in 1834 A.D. near Albany, New York. And finally, I added, O faithful God, thanks be to thee, written by Nicholas Selnecker in 1572 A.D. and arranged it to the familiar doxology tune, Old Hundredth. The final occasion in Jessima's season is not a Sunday. It is Shrove Tuesday, the last day before the start of Lent on Ash Wednesday. The word Shrove comes from a Middle English word which means to have shed one's sins as in a confession or penance. In long-ago England, the three days from Quinquagesima Sunday to Shrove Tuesday were commonly called Shrovetide. Other names for the same day are Fat Tuesday, or in New Orleans, Mardi Gras. Shrove Tuesday is celebrated with a great feast festival or carnival in Latin countries. In the Anglican tradition, it is more commonly celebrated on a smaller scale by a pancake supper. Other AIC resources for subjects discussed in this episode, including from the AIC seasonal video series, The Twelve Days of Christmas, the theme word for first day of Christmas, is love, amplifying the interpretation earlier 
on the Epistle Reading for Quinquagesima Sunday. Episodes are linked from the Digital Library page with podcast versions linked from the Podcast Archive page. The podcast homilies for Sexagesima Sunday and Quinquagesima Sunday are linked from the Podcast Homilies page. From the AIC Bookstore publication in our new book, The Gospel of Luke, Annotated and Illustrated, The Parable of the Sower is discussed and illustrated in Chapter 8, and Jesus' prophecy of his own death and resurrection is discussed along with the healing of the blind man of Jericho in Chapter 18. The illustration on page 189 is from the Codex Egberti, the first illuminated book to include scenes in the life of Christ. In Layman's Lexicon, the key words of interest with pages listed on the slide are judgment, love, loving, mercy slash merciful, and virtue, and, and it's plural. Books can be ordered using the virtual bookstore link at the bottom of the home page. Finally, there is Father Ron's blog, a page where I post usually weekly the latest news and information, including material about new videos and podcasts and about planned projects for the future. I invite you to subscribe to this page by clicking the Follow Anglican Internet Church tab in the right-hand column. Subscribers receive notification from our site host, WordPress.com, of each new posting. Thank you for joining me for Jessima, the Sundays of Pre-Lent. I invite you to watch our other seasonal videos in the same format. These include Advent, Christmas, Epiphany, Lent, Easter, and Trinity, as well as special programs such as the Great O Antiphons, Lessons and Carols for Christmas Eve, and our special program for Good Friday, In the Cross of Christ I Glory. All can be accessed using the links on the digital library page. Until next time, may the Lord bless and keep you. May the Lord make his face to shine upon you and be merciful to you. May the Lord lift up his countenance upon you and give you peace. Amen. Glory be to God for all things. Amen. This program has been a presentation of the Anglican Internet Church. We invite you to visit our website, and make use of its resources at www.anglicaninternetchurch.net.